What's up, y'all, and welcome to What the Fuck If. Now, this is the Carefree Black Nerd review over the Marvel and Disney series What If. We're on season two, episode two. I am your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. Hit me up on Twitter and on TikTok at Carefree Blurred, IG and YouTube at Carefree Black Nerd. All right, y'all, so episode one, of course, was good. Nebula did her motherfucking thing. She about to do her thing on this train. And then we go to episode two. Now, episode two is the one that I think had either the most or the more upfront scenes from the super trailer for season two. Um, and I, so I'm not a fan of Peter Quill. And it's not, the Chris, it's not necessarily because of him as an actor, but it's about the character, you know, what he did in Infinity War and all the other stuff. So, but I'm not against him. Like, whatever, they're all cool fun, funky friends. <laughs> but as I said before, Guardians of the Galaxy has never been my team, so I'm not really invested. So when I saw the scenes for this episode in the trailer, it did look interesting. And I, I, I was curious about how this was going to play out. And watching episode two, which is what if Peter Quill attacked Earth Marty, Marty's Mightiest Hero. <laughs> when Ego and a young Peter Quill threatened Earth in 1988, Howard Stark and Peggy Carter form a team. Diving right into it. 1988, the music was there, the fashions was there, though the artwork is what it is and it looks very contemporary, like that doesn't pull you out of it. Um, and I think they did a good job at setting the stage at 88, but I think they could have did a better job. Now, of course, I know there's limited time. You're dealing with animators. I don't know the ins and outs of animation. I don't know, you know, what was maybe sacrificed to give way to the larger story. But with music being such a big part of Guardians and Peter Quill, I think they did a good job, but could have done maybe a little bit more, leaned into a little bit more of the music, even if it was something as simple as someone driving in a car and changing the radio station so we could have heard four or five different classic 80s tracks but that's a minor thing now the setting is in new york and in missouri and i don't know the more i think about it i'm not certain how i feel about the so i know there could have been more in my opinion to to lend itself to the 80s because even well i'll say this I feel like there could have been more, but at the same time, when I look at the clothing, you look at the type of show this is, you have government officials and like the police showed up and the police uniform has not really changed that drastically over the course of the last like four or five decades. And then having a governmental um, entity like uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., you see pencil skirts and suits like there's really not a whole lot a lot of the aesthetic choices come in with the regular plain cold civilians and you didn't get a lot of that you got um peter and you got hope everyone else had on suits or uniforms so we had the bobby foster guy which you know shame on me but i do not know who the hell that is i know he was black and I was all for it. <laughs> so kudos to that motherfucker. Um, but even him and then homegirl who was like uh, part of like a Captain Marvel S character. I forget her name. Their uniforms were very signature to them. It wasn't an aesthetic choice. So where I think it maybe lacked a bit with the 80s, I think 
if this was live action, it would have probably translated 80s a bit better. But because it is animation and only two out of this large cast of folks wore plain clothes and then those plain clothes, if you're looking at fashion, pretty much everything, but specifically fashion is cyclical. Nothing under the sun is new. Everything changes. And though Peter and Hope were wearing particular types of clothing, it was still clothes that you could see motherfuckers wearing today. Or 10 years ago. And I'll probably see 10 years from now. So I'm, I'm, I'm harping on it about the 80s. But I don't know if I can truly really harp on it about the 80s. Considering what type of show it was. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to give them any. Uh, demotation. Demotation. What? Did I just make up a word? I'm not going to mark them down for that. Uh, so the team. Cool. So we get uh, Hank Pym. We get Tony Stark Daddy. I think his name is Tony as well. Ain't his name Anthony? Yeah, we got him. We got Peggy Carter. We got uh, T'Chaka, which that was cool. And I wonder who is the voice actor. No, no, his daddy's ugh, his daddy name is Howard. It's not Tony. God damn, why did I think Tony was a junior? Howard Stark, Peggy, Peggy Carter, Hank Pym, um, T'Chaka, uh, the Bill Foster guy, the Captain Marvel lady, and then we also got a surprise visit by Thor. And what I liked about this episode is trying to hold on to the continuity of the MCU, knowing that, of course, this is a separate universe, but that the separate universes are probably happening in tandem, like they're happening together. So if this is the 80s and Tony, Hope, and Quill, well, no, Tony would be, Hope and Quill would were... Like I say, 10, 11 years old, but Tony would in the 80s would probably be a teenager. I don't know, whatever, but I'm, I'm trying to keep in mind their ages because when Thor actually showed up, I thought it was Odin. I was like, okay, no, this one be Thor. Thor would be a kid, but um, that's not the case. Uh, the, the gods or whatever them niggas call it, they're, they age differently. And so I was like, okay, no, this is probably Thor, which is this episode was so good to me. Um, and maybe I need to go back and rewatch all of season one because I remember enjoying season one, and I know I fell off, and I don't think it's because the show was bad. It maybe was life was lifing and whatever else, but I know I didn't watch the last two episodes. And watching these first two really have me like not necessarily in my feelings, but kind of like, damn, if I just started episode one, season one, and work my way through, what does this story look like? But the the team, oh, it's such a good, this is such a good tight contained story. And that's what I think I'm enjoying about this season. Um, is this just solid beginning, middle and end, which we got that in the last season, but this is really, they're really kind of knocking it out the park with this. And I wonder how are they coming up with these stories? Is it, let's see what would feed into the next few phases. Is it what characters haven't we used? Is it they've taken a poll on some burner account on X and, and trying to figure out what's what, like, I really would like to know what are, what's the significance of these episodes and why are they the way they are, you know, and who's making these choices like, sure, it's probably Kevin, but like, what is causing you to make these particular choices with your characters and with your stories? So, 
The team is really good. They're working their ass off. Ego is whooping their ass. And I like seeing them work together. The violence in this series has been at a 10. Like, there's not bloodshed. But remember last episode when uh, Nebula was getting her ass whooped? They was, like, beating the shit out of her. And with her being a cyborg or an android, a lot of her physical violence was like sparks and electricity coming off of her. But I was like, if she was human, that woman would be bloody as hell. So in this one, when Ego and the team are fighting each other, Ego is making replicas of himself out of the pure earth because they're in Missouri in some like desert space. And T'Chaka is whooping ass. Well, everybody's whooping ass. Um, you're going to do, you're going to have different capabilities with animation than you will with live action. I'll say this, I am truly enjoying What If, and I hope, <sighs> this is a bit of an aside, I know there's X-Men 97, and I know we have this What If, I would like to see Marvel lean heavier into their animation, Um, I don't know how I feel about the animation tying directly into the live action and y'all let me know what your thoughts are um because <clears throat> what i think you could do is just tell a really good story and if that gets a good enough reception replicate that with the live action but i wonder i don't know i'm just i'm enjoying this i'm enjoying this i'll say that so stellar team um peggy was pretty good with her little old self with her gray hair she had a little updo a little little uh salon do and whatnot but to pivot a bit this episode really got me in my feelings and so the the theme or the thesis of this was lost grief and found family like that's what i would um if i was to title this give it a different title would be lost grief and found family and dealing with peter being a threat to the earth as a child because again he's like let's just say he's 12 11 or 12 and hope is the same quick aside i like how they had hope taller than peter uh because usually you'll see when we're children i think on average and in anybody who knows the like numbers and statistics you know correct me if i'm wrong but girls get taller than boys faster and then when boys go through puberty like later on then we get extremely tall on average and so having that uh, I mean it could very well just be that Hope was older than Peter but I don't I don't know that to be true uh, but just looking at them it was uh, like I like I like the fact that she was much taller than him but getting to Peter being a child back home after being abducted because the whole crux of this is that peter was abducted by what's that dude named yandu and yandu did not deliver him to ego in the mcu he raised him himself whereas in this what if it was he did turn him over to ego and so that's where we get peter coming back to earth and fucking stuff up and once the dust settles and he's captured and we figure out what the hell is going on it becomes a story of not necessarily action and taking over the earth that's still kind of the backdrop but it, it's about grief and it's about loss and seeing 
this show, and it's more or less really my lived-in experience, but I don't want to take away from the show as if it did not do a good job. But a lot of my emotions were like I was wearing them on my sleeve in this episode. And it kind of caught me by surprise because I remember live-action Peter's mom dying in the hospital. And I remember... I think that that specifically, I like I I knew that his mom was probably dead in this universe, in this timeline, and having the conversation between Hope and Peter about their Walkmans and both of them losing their mothers, and they both like music, and then having Hope hand off the Walkman to Peter before releasing him, and he said something like, "Wow, you can't give me that. That was your mom's." And she was like, "Well, um, I think my mom would be happy to know that I'm sharing it, or she wouldn't mind me sharing this and that." And I, I ain't even gonna hold you. I was really in my feelings behind this, and I'm like, storytelling is such is something that I enjoy and I love, and I, I think that, and I didn't look at the creative team or for this episode specifically, or really for the series, but the storytelling was stellar. Uh, and again, I could just be pulling on my own personal lived in experience. But even aside from that, I feel like this is a very well done episode. It's kind of paint by numbers. If you think of like a fish out of water, return home, kind of um, odyssey, hero's journey type story. But nevertheless, they did an excellent job. And when Peter said he wanted to go back home to Missouri and hope, you know, told him about a bus station and he went home. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. I guess I assumed he would just go back to his childhood home. But having Peter show up at the cemetery where his mom was buried, that, I ain't gonna hold you, that took me down. That took me down. Like, I was on edge from that moment forward. Now, it still was a really good episode with a lot of action and fighting and whatnot, but that through line of, like, lost grief and found family really stuck with me where I would love, just like the last episode, to see three or four more episodes in this specific space. Like, what does it look like if Peter and Hope are raised together? You know, what kind of adventures do we get with Peter, Hope, Tony, Thor, who is an adult while they're children because he lives so damn long. Uh, you know, what does that look like going forward? And then having T'Chaka there would infer that T'Challa is born because T'Challa and Hope, they're all like in their 40s, right? I think they're in, the, yeah, they're they're all about in their 40s, maybe mid 40s, early mid 40s. Um, like, what does that look like? And... I don't know. There were so many moments in this episode that ah, it, it just, it, they got me. They got me. And I don't know. I don't know. This was just really good. So this one, I think was a good episode, you know, regardless of my emotional dealings, projections and whatnot. But I think that I can't be completely biased because I have my own lived in experience. I will say the moment, well, no, Let's get into this. There was a moment where Peter, where Hank opened himself up and he, you know, told the story about Hope's mom and he connected with Peter and he held on to him. He's like, come on, come with us, be our family. We understand how you feel. And that was beautiful. But then when they went to go fight Ego, Hank, y'all help me out because again, Ant-Man isn't my cup of tea. Um, I've seen him in the MCU, but I don't know that this is a capability. Hank can shrink himself 
and ride on top of bugs and all the other stuff. But he also shrank Peter. And I was like, I don't remember this being able to happen without you having a suit. Peter was not wearing one of these damn suits. Of course, I could suspend belief. I can just accept what they give me. But I'm thinking like, it's it, if this was just something that could be done in this universe, I would imagine because it's so different from the MCU, that would be something where they need that suit, that would be something that you would at least address. And they never did. So I'm like, is that is that going to be a through line in every episode that there's going to be one thing that is just a little bit off or a little odd? I know in the first episode, it for, for me anyways, it was Nebula falling off of that long ass fucking drop. And then they're like, oh yeah, she's dead. Nobody could survive that fall. Mm, she's a machine. She may be bruised, but she can survive. You might want to go down there. And that was um, Peter being shrank down was that for me in this episode. I was like, no, this this is weird. Um, so they go and confront Ego and Ego with his big ego. Um, he got a big ego. <laughs> Him and Peter go at it. And he's like, yeah, your mom couldn't live. I knew she couldn't live. I was going to keep this planet, whatever. And it's revealed that Ego killed his mama. And I'm just like, nigga. You didn't kill this boy's mama, and you think he finna give a fuck about going after you? Oh, that's a mama's boy, and you killed him. Absentee father comes back in your life and then murders your fucking mom. Oh, you gots to fucking go. Ego with them fair faucet curls that you ain't even wearing right with your rockhead ass. Fuck you and fuck the ship you rode in on. This is probably the only time that I was Team Peter. <laughs> I am not a Quill fan, but this, I was like, oh yeah, this boy deserves to end this motherfucker. Uh, And so the story ends with everyone back at Hank's house and they're having this nice little victory dinner. And Thor's like, look, motherfuckers, this is all fine and good, but I got to go. This motherfucker killed every planet in the nine realms except for Earth. And so we got to take care of something. And they're like, oh, you forgot we're a team here. It's like, well, you better suit up, motherfuckers. And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a cute episode and it had it ended with a with a button that was great. Uh, what I will say is from the episodes I watched in season one, I think for me, I was a little frustrated at some of them because they were so good that I wanted them to continue on. With season two, what I found for me personally is the episodes are very good and I would love to live in these worlds longer. But I think these first two episodes ended well enough that I'm okay with this being the last time we visit those 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 universes. Like before, like the one with T'Challa. In the last, in season one, I know I wanted to see more of that. I think the one with Killmonger and Stark, I wanted to see more of that as well. With Doctor Strange, I don't know if I felt that way. I'd have to go back and watch it and see. But I know with these first two, it feels like, okay, they ended and they were great. And I would love to see more. But if this is all we got, this was a great beginning, middle and end. And so I'll say for that alone, I am enjoying this first, uh, these first two episodes. And I'm hoping that the rest of the season is this way. Give me something new and different and odd and awkward and kooky and just fun with the characters that we already know and love. So y'all let me know. What did you think about episode two with Peter Quill? Like, did you enjoy it? Do you hate him? Do you love him? Did you like T'Chaka? Um, I don't know. How was this episode for you? Was it boring? Did you agree with everything I said? Or are you like, nah, motherfucker, you wrong. You wrong. 
<laughs> Let me know, man. Until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Hit me up on that Twitter and TikTok at Carefree Blurred, at IG and YouTube at Carefree Black Nerd. Watch some videos, like to put some comments, go and review some of the older episodes I got on this podcast thing, and look forward to the next one, man. Um, and stay carefree, nerdy, and geeky. And if you are ever reunited with your absentee father and he takes you off planet make sure that when you return you remember that we ain't the ones who fucked you over it was that motherfucker so you take care of him don't be fucking up carnivals and all the new york and shit don't be doing that because there's only so much sympathy we're gonna have for your ass we're trying to live and make it just like you and you ought to be happy that you was abducted when everybody else was first going through covid damn it you you got you were away for a lot of this bullshit. <laughs> All right, y'all. Catch you in the next episode.